Hey, good morning, and welcome everyone to this week's new episode of the Xbox Lunch Break Special. I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL, and we have an outstanding show for you here today. Three fire topics from top to bottom, and of course, like the world, as it changes minute to minute, I wrote a show, I sent it to the guys last night, and this morning had to do an audible because, well, we have some good information uh, specifically regarding, and again, I don't get, don't boo me, folks. We got some information from GI.biz, specifically Christopher Dring, who has recently thrown Microsoft under the bus, as he does. Well, he posted a story today, ladies and gentlemen, that I think that Brad Smith and everyone that is looking to uh, fight the good fight to get ABK. Uh, to acquire ABK, he's basically done their job for them because guess what, folks? PlayStation 5 in the UK, in the EU, EU are up 300 plus percent in the month of February. Think about that for a hot second. In the region that Sony swears that they are going to die on the vine because of they're gonna because of the loss of Call of Duty. Well, Christopher Dring. Uh, has done the job of all the lawyers, Christopher. Even though I have no, I, 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 I you know, my heart beat, uh, p- uh, pumps piss for you. I just want to say thank you for doing the work of the lawyers because now you have proven the point that Sony is the dominant market in that region. And well, I guess he's running these stories because the deal is eventually going to get passed. We've heard that the EU is already looking to pass it, and I would imagine the CMA is going to follow suit right after. But let's get into the introductions. Uh, and obviously, folks, I'm just going to say a couple of things. First, you're going to notice that we are doing a redesign to the channel. Uh, we have new overlays. We have new intros, all thanks to the incredible talent of Sean Labrie, who continues to deliver. Uh, some new changes coming to the YouTube channel itself in regards to looks. Uh, that is also going to be done by, uh, by Sean, who I'm working with right now. Uh, a new uh, clothing line for Double Barrel Gaming is coming the way of Ben Kenobi, who is an absolutely astounding artist. I have all of my PDFs ready to rock and roll. We're going to be joining and teaming up with Teespring, and we'll be launching towards the... Uh, we wanted the middle of March, but we're waiting on a few things. We're going to launch towards the end of March um and you'll be able to get that con you'll be able to get all of the 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 the, uh the merch that you've been asking for with all new designs thanks to ben kenobi uh but listen scalzy tv what can i say brother you are have become a fixture on, on this channel uh you released a couple of really amazing videos one of which is closing in on 14k but that particular one was my Favorite because guess what, <laughs> folks? He took a trip to Speculation Town where he's a co-mayor as well. How you feeling, Scalzi? Welcome. Hey, I'm feeling awesome. Glad to be here as always. Super excited to talk Starfield. I could talk Starfield all day, every day, and probably never get bored. So <laughs> thanks for inviting <laughs> me again. And I appreciate the love for the videos as well. Oh, yeah, listen, dude, you do good work, man. And it's great to see your channel exploding. You're gr- you're constantly growing. Uh, folks, FYI, we are 87 subscribers away from 12K. Can we do it live on the air? I don't know, but we have some big numbers. Uh, I, 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 This particular month, the way everything seems to be lining up, is going to be a month from 2023 that I'm going to remember 
Uh, and I'm going to put this in the memory banks because uh, the channel itself, which the first video, which is still up and is absolutely the worst video I've ever done. It was Welcome to Double Barrel Gaming. It is so bad, folks. Please go check it out and see how terrible. I said myself when after doing it, I'm like, my God. I wouldn't even subscribe to myself. It's so bad. I didn't know how to make a thumbnail. The sound was off. I had Wolfenstein gameplay. It was it was awful. But it's still up. I keep it there as a as a reference to how I've grown. The channel is closing in. Uh, this November third will be five years. Uh, we again twenty seventeen November third, twenty twenty three November third will be five years. And uh, folks, we are on the cusp. And I still I don't know how we got this far on the cusp of 4 million views for the channel, uh, which is bonkers. Um, and that's thanks to you folks. Uh, we also, and I'm very happy to say this morning, I don't know why 11,000 people would follow me, but 11,000 people are following me on Twitter, which is crazy. And I want to thank everyone for that. So yeah, some big things happening for Double Barrel Gaming in 2023. Um, and uh, we're happy that you're going to be a part of the ride. But uh, Crazy Lou Gaming, we missed you last week. You had some issues with your servers, but the crazy one is back. We have some big, big topics to get into. How you feeling, brother? Man, I'm feeling super happy and happy to be here joining Skullsy for the first time in a podcast. This is freaking awesome. And since he loves to say that people should wear the tinfoil hats, guess what, Skullsy? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I got my <laughs> ghost, Skullsy. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> I got my go. here. Oh my god, I love it. That is good stuff. That is what I'm talking about. See, this is Girl, why you're so crazy. This is this is why if you're not subscribed to the Xbox International podcast, you're doing it all wrong, folks. Because him and those guys over there, uh, his his friends, his his family, do it and have fun each and every show. And of course, having him a part of this show each and every week is just amazing. So thank you. For being here crazy and of course i love the tinfoil hat uh welcome to speculation town um pong soul mab if you're listening <laughs> we have another additional co-mayor I, I don't know how we're gonna have co-mayors we're gonna have but it's gonna be uh a lot uh but listen web dave last night you and retry of game pass underscore daily knocked it out of the park you had Asante join you for an amazing uh you know community oriented question-based show how are you? How are you feeling? And and on top of that, you interviewed Wilmy Hood. Can we get this man to 1K? I think we can, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> because his interviews are phenomenal. Thank you so much, Boom. And thank you, um, the, the chat that's here today. Oh, my gosh, you're already on fire. They're, they're ready to talk about this stuff, too. I'm so glad yeah, you got good. Skullsy here and Crazy Lou, crazy as ever. And, of course, my bestie, the fuzzy one. Love there you go. Fuzzy. <laughs> well listen dave it's great to have you back brother Thanks, uh as always uh and obviously we we definitely want to push uh the envelope get your channel outbreak gamers on uh on uh youtube we got to get you to 1k you do Thanks, a sir. great job it's well deserved the interviews that you do go beyond gaming and i think no one i, I think if you haven't watched some of the one-on-ones that he does again you are doing it wrong because uh, obviously, we're all here because we're gamers, right? That, that's what we do. That's what we love. It's our passion. But there is always a story behind the man or the woman that he is interviewing that you do not know about. And it's those conversations, folks, 
that make it worthwhile because everyone knows that we're gamers. Everyone knows your console of choice just from your, your social media presence. But what you don't know is the minutiae details of someone's life outside of gaming. And sometimes, actually mostly, it is intriguing AF. So get over there, subscribe to his channel. Let's get going. Dave, Super thank you for being here. Man. Thank you. So oh, no, much listen, they're, they're not, they're, they're, yes, they are kind words, but they are true words. Thank you, and we will get you there if I got to put you on my back and <laughs> carry you across the finish line, oh, as I have God. done for many, and many have done for me. So it's all yep. about get paying it forward, and we're going to continue that. And Fuzzy Belvedere, the best place for anything and everything racing. Brother, how the heck are you? I'm, I'm doing great. Great to be here with you guys. Man, Twitter, I don't know what's going on, but ooh, it's it's having its trouble. But uh, here we're here for gaming. But um, man, can't wait to get into these topics with Starfield and and Redfall and just about everything else. And yeah, you know, Sony they don't have anything to worry about being up three hundred percent. Yeah, no, we're we're gonna open up that story, folks. Listen, obviously, uh, ABK is not going away until it's put to rest. Either one way or the other, either it's blocked. And we're going to continue to talk about this until the sun goes up and comes back down a thousand more times. Or the uh, cooler heads are going to prevail. Everyone is going to see that the market dominant leader continues to be Sony. And ABK is going to be passed. And Microsoft is now going to be the owners of Call of Duty. They're gonna, but, but for me, as great as that sounds on paper, maybe even sounds great to you as, as speaking it on the mic, I could give a flying F about Call of Duty coming as first party. I, I just don't care. Uh, I am concerned and more excited for the talent. The talent, the eight studios, the nine, ten studios that no one talks about that has become a part of this salt mines of Call of Duty, Keosante, I'm looking at you, brother, um, are now going to have a shot to make games like sequels or remakes of a game that no one played, Singularity. Has anyone ever played that game on the Xbox 360? Multi-plat game. Absolutely phenomenal game from start to finish. Loved it. Beat it twice. Would love to see a remake or a remaster or even a sequel to it. Uh, obviously, I'm a stan, folks, for Banjo-Kazooie. Uh, hopefully, before I leave this earth, I'm going to get my GD Banjo-Kazooie game. And maybe Toys for Bob are going to do that. Makers of Spyro. And uh, Crash Bandicoot. Listen, I'm excited for this deal to be done because it's going to allow for Microsoft to be laser focused on things outside of ABK, which they've, they've missed on. Again, not to sound like a, a Debbie Downer, my heart is still broken that Laura Croft is not owned by Microsoft. Like, I, I just, it's one of the, it, to me, it is a big miss. Uh, that's just just my opinion on it. it, it you know, I, I wish Crystal Dynamics and Eidos Montreal would have been first party. If they're not involved with ABK, all of those IP are Microsoft owned. Uh, but listen, it is what it is. But let's get into the opening salvo for the show. Again, G GameIndustry.biz. Well, they have been on a, an anti-Xbox tear for the last two and a half weeks, led by. Christopher Dring, who is one of the head, uh, he's head of games uh, for uh, G, uh, GamesIndustry.biz. Uh, uh, and he has, well, he's a Sony guy. Sorry, it's just the writing's on the wall. 
Uh, he doesn't report uh, like he's supposed to. And uh, he obviously is pro Sony, and that's fine. I'm pro Xbox, but I don't dump on the other guy. I give them the righteous smoke. And when Microsoft makes a mistake, they get that righteous smoke as well because I play it fair. Uh, well, he did a story that was published this morning that I think that uh, if, if this comes across Phil Spencer's desk, Sarah Bond's desk, uh, Aaron Greenberg, head of uh, VP of, uh, of marketing, or any of the lawyers involved, Brad Smith being one of the big ones for Microsoft, they should then take this entire story and just go like this to the uh, CMA. Because Christopher Dring is reporting that PlayStation 5 sales have surged over 300% in the UK during the month of February, according to UK monthly charts. And you know how they got there, folks? Not Horizon, not The Last of Us, and not God of War. They got there using the marketing power, the third-party marketing deal that they signed with WB Games for Hogwarts Legacy. It has already, folks, become the sixth best-selling game in the last calendar 12 months. And you know what's interesting also? Well, here's some, at a glance, I'm going to read verbatim from the story. Again, this is written by Christopher Dring at GI.biz. He says this at a glance. The UK software market grows due to Hogwarts Legacy with launch sales 100% bigger than last year's uh, mega hit Elden Ring. He goes on to say PlayStation 5 sales surge Xbox sales improve, but Switch continues to struggle. And the DualSense, the DualSense Edge, is the fourth biggest premium controller launch of all time in that region. So I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to sit here for a second and assume anything because I don't want to make an ass out of you and me. But uh, I have to go immediately to Scalzi. Scalzi. One of the biggest complaints from Jim Ryan and SIE has been how devastating it's going to be uh, for the market itself if Call of Duty becomes ownership, Microsoft gets ownership of Call of Duty. We've heard Jim Ryan flying, Ryan crying all over the place. He's flying here, there, and everywhere to Brussels. He even has, he probably has a place in Brussels. He's been there so much in the last couple of months. And you see, these numbers it's not 300 folks it's 300 plus percent growth for playstation in a region that they are already dominating hand over fist i'm kind of wondering your takes on this Scalzi. yeah so this is another one of those things that i keep saying about this abk deal um all these different government entities that are supposed to bring balance to different corporations and different industries need to pay a little bit better attention because Sony's thing has always been dominating the market, trying to keep games off other platforms. That's always been their stick. So they need to pay a little bit better attention and maybe realize that trying to maintain balance or provide a better balance in this industry wouldn't necessarily need to have concessions for Sony because they're going to do great either way. They're the biggest in the industry still, the highest earning. Uh, they have the biggest uh, demographic for their uh, consumers and their audience. 
And you know, I get it. Call of Duty is is, is a big game. It, it's it's accessible to hardcore gamers, casual gamers play Call of Duty. I know people that only play Call of Duty, so it makes sense that they're a little bit worried about that. But you know, you brought up a great point with Hogwarts Legacy. Um, I I, I watch YouTube downstairs on a TV, and once in a while I'll get a PS5 ad on there. And I was watching something with my wife, and we talked about Hogwarts. Uh, you know, she's aware of the game. She she thinks it looks great. And then an ad popped up, and it said exclusive on ps5 and she was like wait a second i didn't know that was only on the ps5 how are you playing it what's going on there and if you zoomed in if you got up and you walked over to the tv and i cleaned my glasses and i leaned over an inch away from it and burned my retinas out you can say in the tiniest font possible it says quest exclusive <laughs> quest yes. not entirely exclusive game so sony knows exactly what they're doing in terms of marketing stuff that doesn't even have anything to do with their own exclusivity and making it seem like it does so we got to give props to sony for finding these ways to grow to grow their consumer base uh but yeah, the UK has always been primarily dominated by PlayStation. Um, I've said this in DMs and stuff to you before. I've been to third world countries that don't have infrastructure, that don't have roads, but they'll have PlayStations in the houses that have exclusivity. So for Sony to grow 300 plus percent in a place where they're already dominating the market is insane. You know, I don't, it's, it's a huge statement to the CMA and uh, all these other government agencies that perhaps Sony doesn't need concessions. Perhaps Sony are the ones that should give a little bit more concessions Indeed. to Xbox and everybody else. And, you know, I've said this in the previous podcast when we talked about it, it all comes down to personal ego. Uh, the heads of these companies of the CMA want to be the one to make big business have to make a concession. But for some reason, they're labeling Xbox as the big business when if they would do about five minutes of research on google <laughs> this isn't even something you need documents to prove uh sony are the big business in this industry and i say this not to mean not not to start a hate campaign against sony you know i've played playstation almost as long as i've played xbox but really the cma and all these other agencies are supposed to be fair to both parties and that's not what's happening so so props to uh, Christopher Dink <laughs> for, for actually doing the work for the CMA and making this, this information be public during all this. And, you know, it, it, I would say it has to affect the ABK deal in some way because it's, it's factual and it's, it's one of those booming facts that you can't ignore. But we'll just have to wait and see. It's interesting. Uh, I, I think you're on to something when you say that there, uh, it has to affect it uh, because this is, this is coming on the cusp of a, a decision for the CMA that's expected uh, on the 26th of March. Or is it April? No, I'm sorry. It's April. My, my mistake. It's, it's April. Uh, we have heard, um, Scolzi, that in the last couple of days, even prior to the weekend, Microsoft was going back and forth with uh, the CMA in regards to, you know, ironing out all the concessions. They've already done it. We heard that it leaked. I don't know how it leaked, but it leaked from the EU commission that they are going to approve um, the deal with the current concessions that have been offered. And that, of course, is the 10-year deal uh, that has been offered to Sony that they still have refused to sign. Uh, apparently, the the uh, what what what. Uh, I suppose brought the EU Commission off the edge was the signing those ten-year signing deals for Nvidia, 
which uh, completely wipes away cloud concern, right? Cloud gaming concern, because NVIDIA is one of the biggest ones out there. And now they're going to have access to all of ABK's uh, content as well as Microsoft, but the Nintendo deal, which of course Nintendo was considered the family friendly, uh, you know, fitness thing, which I, I, I'm whatever, whatever, however it works. Uh, there is something to be said uh, with these numbers um, uh, and the pie chart that Brad Smith put out there during that press conference where it looked like a blue Pac-Man and it was eating basically the, uh, the Microsoft's lunch as it has done 80 to 20%. There is now, this is not, now it goes from, okay, those numbers might be old, right? To actual present day numbers that prove that the market leader in that region, because this is what they're concerned with, Scalzi, they're concerned, the EU is concerned with their region in the EU. The UK, the CMA is concerned with their region and their percentage of consumers. This information that we has been doled out is clearly in Microsoft's favor. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and, you know, another thing I want to mention also real quick is Microsoft has been more than uh, cordial with, with Sony during all this. They've offered them concessions they didn't have to offer, like Call of Duty, for X amount of years. And Sony pushed back against it, and now we see the judges overseeing this case saying, you know what, Sony's probably going to get a, a worse deal out of this now because they refused to actually negotiate uh, with, with Xbox, and they fought the thing the entire time. So, so now Microsoft has the leeway to not have to give Sony as long of a, of a, of a lifespan on on the PlayStation and then future platforms, PS6, whatever, as they would have before. So, you know, this is this is an example that maybe you shouldn't push your luck uh, as much as you think you can, and you should step back, reevaluate the situation, and move forward. So, I'm interested to see how it's going to go. I think it's going to drop in Xbox's favor, and uh, hopefully, it's a bit of a wake up call for Sony uh, because I have great memories with PlayStation and a lot of their games. Oh, so do I. Parties. Yes. So, like, I don't want to see them fail, right? But at the same time, I don't want to see them become this. Uh, this almost gaming dictatorship. So it's 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 a, <laughs> this ABK deal has been probably the biggest thing that I have ever experienced in the gaming industry, and I've been playing for quite a long time. <laughs> so I'm just interested to see how this saga, this soap opera, ends and the season finale goes down. I, I yeah, listen. I, I like what you're putting down. Listen, I I, I want to bring in Web Dave. Uh, everyone, listen again. Web Dave is our money guy. He's been he has been steadfast on this deal going through. Uh, he's in the business of banking. He understands the, um, the you know, the behind the scenes, the in betweens, the uh, of the decimal points. Um, I'm, you know, you have been very, very ballsy, very, very bullish, if you will, Dave, about that this deal is going to go through, and here's the reasons X, Y, and Z. But I think today these numbers are damning for any of Sony's complaints. I'm interested to get your feeling on. The announced numbers of uh, of Sony's dominance in this region. Yeah, it, it clearly shows um, without a shadow of a doubt that no matter how much somebody tries to you know downplay the power that Sony wields because they are the market leader and totally dominant in this market space and have been for a long time. And when someone wants to challenge that at all. They don't like it. They don't want to give an inch for any reason. And and this clearly shows that they have a major foothold 
in the market to where they're going to make money. No matter what they're going to do, they're going to make money. But right now they have the, 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 the base. The PlayStation 4 alone base is still massive. And there's a lot of people that have it upgraded because, you know, right now we believe in generations. Uh, you know, that's uh, <laughs> that kind of is going by the wayside a little bit. And, you know, that was their big thing at one time. But now they're like, you know, they still have those in productions. They even had PlayStation 4s at Christmas that had the Call of Duty, the new one, on those boxes as part of the marketing just for PlayStation 4s because they were just trying to get their product out, period. They're trying to get as much product out there. Because that's what they want. They want to spend your money on their console. So that that's your in their ecosystem. Microsoft is trying to do the same thing, but they're trying to get you in Game Pass in their ecosystem, which is a lot more affordable and it scares the absolute hell out of Sony. I, I'm terrified that, that that they are going to they are going to actually, you know, get some stuff. You want to make something a point there, Scalzi? No, no, that, that was just me agreeing with you. <laughs> well, thank you. No, 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 that's cool. That's cool. I just, I just, if you want to say something, I definitely want to want to hear what you had to say. But they, uh, but like I said, it just, it feels to me like uh, it's just another, you know, there you go. What, what other, what more proof do you need that, that this deal needs to go through? Because even when it happens, when it goes through, they're not going to change the position. They're still going to be in third place. They will definitely get a little bit of a foothold, maybe a, a better stance to continue to grow and to maybe not necessarily, hey, look, they're not going to take over first place anytime soon. If ever, I hope that they at least close the gap, maybe become in second place, and someday if they become first, awesome. I think the whole of gaming will be better for that. And the thing that a lot of the fanboys don't realize, and I'll, I'll, this last thing I'll say, is that this whole thing is going to make Sony a better company because they are going to get their ass in gear and they are going to hustle because now they have to again. They've, they've, been, they've been dormant and then laid back, took the easy path for too long. And I, you know, I don't blame them. And I understand why they're scared and why they're you know doing all these tactics of trying to stop the deal, but it's uh, to me it's inevitable, uh, and it's going to happen just like death and taxes. You can't stop it. Well, I mean, listen. the The truth of the matter is, is that uh, this world, as we know, specifically when it comes to like these deals uh, and and the ABK deal in, in particular, uh, it's all about numbers, right? We're, we're about stats. We're about market leadership. We're about competition, right? Um, there's something to be said if someone is ranked 14 in the world and they buy said whatever and they immediately go to first, wiping out the 13 people that are ahead of them, right? That That's not the case here. ABK is a big deal. It is the biggest deal in Microsoft history. It is the biggest deal in gaming history. I've been gaming since 78, folks. I've never seen anything quite like this, which is why I'm so intrigued by it. But at the end of the day, and Dave, you bring up a great point. We don't know for sure, even if they do acquire ABK, that Microsoft is ever going to take over market leadership. We, we don't know that because Sony, it, listen, folks, the PlayStation brand, I've said this on numerous shows, is ranked seventh 
in the entire planet. Under, take, take, take an understanding of that. Take a you know a step back and understand what I'm saying. They're number seven on the planet Earth of brand recognition for PlayStation. Yep. That is in the top ten. You know who's not anywhere near the top ten? I don't even think they're in the top twenty. That's Xbox, folks. So I'm just saying that, yes, give Call of Duty to PlayStation for 10 years, parody, put it in their freaking service. Who gives a flying F? I don't care. (laughs) You shouldn't care either. At the end of the day, as long as you're an Xbox Game Pass subscriber and you pay your $15 a month, you're going to get all these games in one location. Uh, Sony's still going to have their fans are still going to, if, if you're just, your heart is set on spending 7643, if you're here in newer show, good on you, but a local game stop and go and spend that money. You can do that. Yep. I don't hey, know. Boom. Yes, you sir. Said it. You said it. It's about competition. So if this is about competition, uh, let us have competition. Oh yeah. Indeed. Indeed. Let's have comp- some competition here. Now co- folks, as we close <laughs> in on nearly 500 people here for today's show, only 30 minutes in, I do want to catch up on the super chats, and of course, I will get to Crazy Lou Gaming, and I will get uh, Crazy. Lou, I didn't get you yet, so we're gonna we're gonna get to you. And we're gonna get uh, to Fuzzy. Uh, Brett Bingham, generous friend of the program, dropped a five dollar super chat and says, "Beat the first boss in Wulong finally." Oh, dude, I haven't even started it, and that last boss in the demo just whooped me cowboy style. Uh, I have to get into that. Once you beat him, the other bosses are much easier. Yeah, I thought that the the same way for Neo. Like, I love Neo. I put, like, 90 hours into that. That game, I played more like Animusha than I played, like, a Souls game, which is how I'm going to play Wulong when I start it. Uh, Abdel114, who's been a channel member for one month. Thanks so much for that, brother. He says this. Um, uh, Let's see. So, to Boom and Panel, daily watcher of the podcast, where... (laughs) Where's my marchers at? I'm one of them. I'm still I'm still holding out March, but it's not going to happen. I'm sorry. Uh, need that Starfield Showcase ASAP. Can't wait for the Activision Blizzard games on Game Pass. That makes two of us, and we're going to get to the Starfield stuff momentarily. Drawn TJ drops in a uh, $5 super chat and says, Xbox should buy Take-Two, LOL, but uh, they really need to make uh, a new Vigilante 8 and blur racing combat game and a prototype. Yeah, they they have a if, if they acquire ABK, I'm hoping to see a lot of these older IPs come back. Prototype was amazing. I didn't like the second one as much as I loved the first one, but I think if they rebooted that series, it'd be it'd be crazy. Um Sith Lord, who's been a channel member for uh, for six months, he, he drops a two dollar super chat. Thank you for the generosity, Sith Lord. He says, "Congratulations on the 11k on Twitter. Well deserved. 12k real soon." Yeah, I crossed uh, 11k today, which is bonkers. I, I just thank you for everyone that follows me. Uh, I'm glad that I. And again, I promise you, what you see is what you get. I'm going to be positive. I'm going to be inclusive, and I'm always going to put out you know uh, fun stuff to to talk about. Never. Uh, driving on the hate train as we've seen a lot of people do and and get good success for it and you know good on, good on you if you want to go down that right i'd rather uh fail to be the good guy than win to be the bad one i say that all the time um drawn tj drops uh an additional two dollars of jen says hey lou and everyone well hello to you as well drawn tj thank you for that chaos hunte drops a very generous five dollars of jen says i just started watching with that tinfoil hat, is that Everborn Saga or Crazy Lou? Quick, ask him about Sega. 
love it. That's good stuff. And Captain Chats in there. How are you feeling, Captain Chats? Thanks so much for being here and dropping a very generous 10-pound super chat and says, not surprised. PlayStation is dominant here in the UK. The marketing is so strong. Billboards, TV ads, etc. Even painted buses in London have the new Hogwarts house colors. Microsoft needs a lesson in marketing. Indeed, indeed, they do. I, I Again, they are slowly turning the ship. But I personally think that when you look at Microsoft's marketing, I mean... They they need to do better, folks. I'm sorry. They just they just need to be better. Um, I like what they're doing. I like the changes they're making. Um, I think a lot of the 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 subtleness, if you will, the the, the them being with withdrawn and or or withheld to do, doing like these blitz marketing has a lot to do with ABK. Uh, I don't think they need to, the numbers are there, folks. They don't need to, they need to, they don't need to limp into court. The numbers are there. Sony is killing it. Um, crazy Lou. Let, let's get into. Uh, your opinion on this. Listen, I, I don't think that you need a tinfoil hat for the numbers that are, are presented to us by uh, GI.biz. Uh, being up 300 plus percent in the month of February, which by all rights is a short month because it only has 28 days, is incredible. Uh, and their incredible success that continues to uh, be a dominant uh, you know, part of the industry is what I think was fascinating here isn't because of their first party. Now, I'm sure it has to do with games like The Last of Us Remake because the TV series is freaking phenomenal. Best best TV television I've seen in, in, in a decade. It is so good. Um, I'm loving Mrs. Moon and I love every episode. We watch it. Sometimes we watch it even twice. That's how good of a show it is. So I would imagine that there is a lot of spillback. Hey, listen, the game, the show... Great marketing for Sony. They're just the masters of marketing. But there's something to be said about Hogwarts. Uh, it has sold in that region of the world, which is, of course, the UK we're talking about, 100% better than Elden Ring, which was last year's game of the year. Let's talk about it, brother. What are your thoughts? Man, I'm going to say something, though. Sony has been doing a really good job with the marketing side of things. I mean, just the way they, they, they market their games, just the way they put things on, on, on the spot. It's what makes them the way they are today. And that is something that Microsoft, like you said earlier before, needs to work on really bad. And they also need to grab these third-party deals like Sony is doing because, I mean, Sony, mm -hmm. I don't know how they do it, but they always had a good eye for third-party deals, and they always, the ones they catch always do so good. Partly, like, in the last, what, five years, partly two of them failed, which was Babylon. What, was it Babylon, was it? And the other one was, uh, oh, um, for spoken, but other than that, though, yeah, they, they've had they've had a couple of misses for sure. Yeah, they had a couple of misses, but everything everything else they have grabbed, they've done pretty well. I mean, look at that that thing with Hogwarts. I mean, Hogwarts was a big deal last month. I mean, Hogwarts it was controversial, and either way, though, people got into it, people bought it, and people have enjoyed. People are recommending it a hundred percent. And hey, the game is a lot of fun. Plus, the way Sony has marketed everywhere, you know it's another plus and, and and that's something like i always said microsoft needs to work hard on that microsoft needs to sit down and say hey you know we need to get this marketing thing up and going just like sony is doing so and also grab third-party deals so i really like sony doing all the all, all these numbers up I, I have no doubt because they always do a pretty good job on what they do and that's the marketing and that's telling everybody hey we got this we got this deal we got 
this exclusive content over here, come and get it. And if somebody's going to play the game and love it, I mean, they're of course, they're going to get a PS5. They're going to get a PS5 to play for that exclusive content. And that's the truth. And like I said, Microsoft needs to focus on that, work on that to get those numbers up just like Sony, which is really impressive. 28 days last month is impressive to get those numbers up like that, especially in the UK, which is their top of the line part because that's all the numbers they mentioned. They only talk about UK, that's it. <laughs> but it's interesting though, it's really interesting. Yeah, it's, it's, it's I, again, I, I'm not detracting from Sony's success. Uh, it, it's, they have been the market leader for over two decades. It, since the PlayStation 1 launch in 94, folks, they have been a part of mark, the market leader conversation, and they continue to do so. I think what's aggravating and what frustrates me to no end is the fact that they do things unchallenged by anyone. The market doesn't challenge them because if you do, you get blacklisted. The regulators of the world do, have never challenged them. I, I, they're, they're, folks, remember, we're still on the cusp of Sony being ordered to, pre, uh, to present to the, the judge of the FTC uh, case uh, um, um, documentation of all third-party marketing deals from 2019 to present. Okay, There is a reason why they are petro of this getting to become public knowledge. Now, granted, numbers are going to be redacted. There's going to be a lot of the stuff that we're not going to have be, you know, be privy to because it's, you know, it's, it's, it's behind the scene company information. But once that hits um, the judge's desk and documentation is, is printed and presented, that becomes public knowledge. Sony doesn't want that. I mean, we all know as gamers, and again, there's 500 plus people here already. We know Sony's MO. We understand what they do. We're not boobs. But maybe this FTC, maybe they should have done their homework. Maybe Lena Khan, uh, uh, you know, should have done her homework before trying to sue for something that had no, that was not going to damage the market in any way. Listen, at the end of the day, the numbers are clear. And once again, thank you, GI.biz, that has now put out there. This is this is the definitive stake into the ground on why ABK has to go through and why it shouldn't be challenged because of this. Um, Fuzzy, I, you're going to be I, salty on this. Yeah, you want to you add something? Uh, yeah, uh, since, crazy? Since, since I got my tinfoil hat on, let me speculate Please. a little bit. Yeah, let me speculate a little bit, yeah. Yeah, talk about it. Here's something that might happen, though, and this is something that, like I said, competition is going to get real interesting. Let's say... This deal goes to 100%. Everything goes well. And what we have been reading is that Sony is making money from Call of Duty 2 in order to make their IPs, right? Okay. So if this deal goes through, right, guys, let's say a big company comes along and says, hey, Sony, let's partner up and let's go ahead and try to compete against Xbox. Wouldn't everybody love to see that? I mean, I would love to see that. That way Microsoft can go up a gear and Sony goes up a gear, and that way us, the consumers, will get benefited. Can you imagine like the plus being like uh, the game, the Game Pass? That would be pretty awesome if that actually happens. So we're not, we're just gonna have to wait and see because again, if this deal goes through, things are gonna get super interesting on both sides of the party. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. Uh, listen, and great you mean stuff. So when far. it goes through. When well, it yeah, goes, well, when yeah, it goes that's through. right. <laughs> when it goes, I like it. I like I like I like the uh, the the. 
the saltiness. And speaking of, of the saltiness, uh, this is someone that normally is very reserved. But when he gets in on his high horse, and it's a really high horse. I can't even reach it, Fuzzy. Listen, th- we have been talking about this uh, t- to the point of nauseam for over 12 months. Uh, again, you and I are both are on the same page. We find this to be incre- incredibly fascinating because of everything that's a part of this deal. But these numbers, these numbers are just and 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 let's let's let me paint a, a little picture for you folks. Okay, make fun of me all you want when I start when I bring real life into the conversation because I think no one no one does. I'm probably the only podcast that talks about cream cheese and milk. Right? I'm stupid. I get it. But as a retired guy. You know, I have a great pension. Health benefits are fantastic. My monthly pension is, is great. I, I worked real hard for it. And I, you know, survived 21 years as a New York City police officer. Very hard to do. Um, and I'm proud of what I've done. Um, but at the end of the day, the pension has a ceiling. And sometimes, you know, you, you, this, you, know, you, you can't go beyond the ceiling. I'm not going to not pay the rent to go buy a the, you know, PlayStation VR 2.0. I'm just, I'm just not going to do that because that's being irresponsible. Every time you hear about this deal, you hear Sony at the forefront banging the drum about, oh, woe is us. Woe is Sony. We are, we are again, they have the eye patch, the headband is wrapped, the Dreamline is, Lion Ryan is, is limping into, into court with the crutch. Think about it, poor us. And then you see these numbers. Fuzzy, let's talk about it, brother. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I get that same picture where he's got the neck brace and, and the yeah, crutches and everything. Exactly, yes. And you know, it, it's funny to me that they're, they're like, woe is me this whole time while they're selling out consoles. Now for a while, it seemed like things were a little worrisome where they had a chip shortage and, and it was like across the board between the two brands, but it seemed like in some cases, Xbox was a little bit better with the, the chip supply, but I think it was more of a matter that, Xbox divvied up their supply across the globe, not as much for the states. So it was still hard to find them in the states, but it was a little bit better in certain areas. But now PlayStation seems like they they wanted to wait until their price increase and and sit on as many chips as possible. So that way, when they do their their big run or their big push, especially around like the whole, you know, God of War time frame, they would have a, a pretty substantial supply. And it looks like it kind of worked out for them seeing how they're up 300% in a lot of, well, in that particular region where they're fighting the hardest right now and across the globe, their, their numbers have been up as far as consoles sold, software sold and so forth. So the whole thing that, you know, call of duty is, is, you know, too big for, for, you know, Xbox to have by itself. They, they're, they're not going to be able to survive or compete. I mean, Sure, they may lose some of their investment money for their first, you know, party IPs, as they claim, which is kind of funny to me that they, you know, get more of that financial support from, you know, Call of Duty than their own first uh, first party stuff. It's like, hey, I thought the, their their fans supported the devs, you know, but uh, anyway, um, yeah, it it's it's funny to me that they're still fighting as hard as they are. And considering that now they're going to have to show some paperwork in the background, even though they claim, oh, well, it's in Japanese and we don't have a, a file system that, Re- that can organize these documents. Yes. That's amazing. Like, oh, did the dog eat your homework too? You know, but uh, no, it, it, it it's definitely going to come back to bite them. Um, it, every time they open up their mouth, it, it's now like, well, okay. You you say this, but y- your numbers are higher than they've ever been in the history of your your platform. So it's like, 
what how how bad could it be if you guys are on the up and up and it looks like a lot of these numbers weren't necessarily directly linked to Call of Duty. So it is what it is, but yes. yeah, it, it, I, I, I want to see the competition aspect of it because like we always used to joke about a weird Sony was like the best Sony. And I, I think if, if their reliance on Call of Duty is so strong and that's somehow taken away, it, it's not taken away, but if they don't have that to fall back on as much, Maybe they go back into, you know, digging up some of their older IPs that people love that they kind of just let disappear like your, you know, resistance or SOCOM and things like that. So I I just hope these these numbers being up what they are and it looks like the deal going through is is pretty much an inevitability at this point. They start or hopefully they've already started focusing on some alternatives like the best thing for them to do. And I don't think they need to really focus on destiny being their full replacement for, you know, call of duty, but bring back. SOCOM. like, I, I don't know how many times people that are fans of the original more so than, you know, the last iterations of it um, have been calling for it. And considering, you know, you have, uh, what is it? Um, like Arma is coming out with a new game. You have um, counter-strike coming out with a new game, bring back, SOCOM and, and and probably beat those guys to the punch, even though, yeah, on PC, it's going to have a bigger fan base. But you release SOCOM day and date on PC and PlayStation. I, I, I think that's their their easy path forward. But, man, these numbers definitely paint a different picture than what they're trying to you know tell the UK and, and CMA or the, the CMA and, and the European U, European Union, um, you know, the, the downturn that they'll take after Call of Duty. So we'll, we'll see how this pans out for them. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. Like I said, the numbers are clear. Uh, again, uh, I'm not saying to go and support uh, GI.biz because I, I'm being very facetious. I'm just using their reporting against their claims that somehow this is a bad deal for gaming uh, and potentially a bad deal for PlayStation, as we know. Uh, they have done in the past. Uh, we've also heard, you know, things from Christopher Dring just just last week about how uh, he feels, in, in his very very stout opinion, how uh, you know um, things like Xbox Game Pass are going to force de- developers and publishers to be a part of the conversation, or they're going to be boxed out. Uh, according to his reporting, uh, no, uh, that's dumb. Sorry, uh, I, I know plenty of developers. Maybe I'm not the biggest channel. Uh, maybe you don't think I have as many connections as uh, someone like a Colt Eastwood who has massive connections. And we love Colt here. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is that I do know some people and I know, I know quite a few developers who have told me that there is a waiting list to get into Xbox game pass because of how popular it is specifically just on the marketing aspect. Listen, say what you want about the games going in there. It's going to, it's obviously from single a, from you know, five dollar games like what you see on your screen, Vampire Survivor, in Game Pass day and date, made crazy money because of it, right? But but as much money as it made, as many players as it has, you see, that's not the driving force. At least it wouldn't be for me if I was a game developer. It would be the advertising aspect. You get into Game Pass, it's instant three uh, thirty million eyes. Pairs of eyes on this game. Now, are oral 30 million going to download your game? No. But the fact that uh, 
the grassroots aspect of marketing, which is what Microsoft heavily depends on. That's us, right? We we talk about the industry. We tell you, hey, I just got, I just downloaded this game on Game Pass, and oh my god, it's it's amazing. And you go and you play, and you're like, wow, boom, you were right, Skull, you were right, Buzzy, you were right, right? Dave, you were wrong. No, I'm just kidding, Dave. You were right. I'm just (laughs) (laughs) And Crazy Lou, well, he's wearing a tinfoil hat. Can you really trust him? He's just crazy. He's just crazy. (laughs) But at the end of the day, I cannot wait to see what transpires for the remainder of the week once these numbers hit. And and, and listen, the truth of the matter is that the CMA in the UK, they have these numbers. right? They, they, They know what's going on. It's clear as day. But this now is now it's public eye. Now it's public view. Now it's public opinion. There's no doubt that Sony is not going to get hurt by this deal at all. Uh, listen, uh, Scolzi, I, I want to go to you first because having you here today to talk about Starfield is big. Now, granted, folks, we're going to talk about Starfield. There's there there's he's not giving us the source and his his, his Bethesda source live on the air because. Obviously, he wouldn't do that, and I wouldn't ask him to. But we are going to talk about some of the videos that you put up. You have a lot of Starfield news. You and I were talking before everyone got in here. Um, there is a problem that uh, that maybe nobody wants to talk about, but we're going to talk about it here. Um, the 800-pound gorilla in the room is Starfield for Microsoft and for Bethesda. Uh, we know that this week, specifically, Skullzy, that there is another Redfall event. As a matter of fact, speak of the devil, Colt Eastwood is being flown out to that event to cover it for his channel, which is amazing. And listen, what could you say about Colt? He has 150,000, 150 plus thousand subscribers. Well deserved. The guy breaks his rear and he has a great, great channel. Um, he's being flown out to that event. Uh, they are flying out lots of uh, YouTubers, content creators out there. I didn't get the invite. It's cool. I don't think I could have gone anyway. Mrs. Boom and I have a lot going on this week, uh, so it's perfectly fine. I'm going to tune into everyone else's coverage to uh, check out you know, hands-on gameplay. Um, Skolzy, at some point, uh, we're starting to see that the fan base is getting a bit frustrated. Um, and you're starting to see the writings. Uh, you you made mention of something. I want you to elaborate on it. Um, during the announcement of the Doom, the new Doom uh, game for mobile, and specifically Redfall, you had said something to the effect that half of the comments were like, yeah, this is great, but when are we getting the Starfield stuff? I, I, I really want you to elaborate on this because I think a lot of people, including myself, I'm not frustrated to the point where I don't care about Starfield. I just need some information. I just want, listen, if you're not going to give us behind the scenes gameplay until the event, that's fine. But man, you got to talk about that event. I, I don't, I don't know what the holdup is. Uh, let, let, let's talk about it. Yeah, for sure. So that's, that's the thing with Bethesda. They, they have their own way to do marketing, right? They, they're kind of an anomaly compared to other studios, other companies with how they market their stuff. And they're also a big a big company when a lot of people hear bethesda they, they don't realize it's bethesda softworks you get arcane you got id you got uh, tango and of course you got bethesda game studios now to follow up on the point you said anytime i see bethesda right now talk about anything else other than starfield at least 
half, if not close to half of the comments and the discussion regarding it are, where's Starfield? Why are you talking about this? Where's Starfield? Where's the Starfield showcase announcement? What's going on? And it's a shame to see because these developers are working hard on their products. Uh, Arcane is a great studio. They've done some amazing stuff, immersive experiences over, over the course of their, their lifespan. And regardless of how you feel about Redfall, if it's not for you, if it is for you, they're working hard on the game and it deserves its time in the spotlight. But this is where Bethesda's failure to read the room is actually could potentially harm their other marketing campaigns for Redfall for Mighty Doom, and I've even seen them post about Hi-Fi Rush, a game that's already out, that had no marketing and was shadow-dropped, and even those tweets, those posts, get bombarded with questions about Starfield. It's, you know, at some point you think they would be reading these comments and, and think to themselves, you know what, even though we're not ready to show something new regarding Starfield, even though we're not ready to show gameplay or do the showcase itself, I think it would be very wise for Bethesda to at least put up an official tweet, something that doesn't go down by a community manager over on their Discord server in the shadows and is actually straightforward, front and center, in your face, on Twitter, wherever else, saying, we get it, we see it, we see you all are excited for Starfield, we know you're highly anticipating the game, but don't worry, nothing is wrong, the game is going great, we're just taking our time right now to market Redfall, because... Starfield and Redfall were delayed in the very same tweet. So both games were kind of in the same uh, ethereal plane of, of floating out there without knowledge of when these games are going to come out. And then they started talking about Starfield uh, in, 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 in uh, November and December. We got some Q&A videos about quests and stuff, and then they just went dark. They just stopped talking about Starfield all together. It's like it fell off the, 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 the side of the flat earth. <laughs> so... It went to Redfall, right? So clearly Redfall is probably going to come out before Starfield, but they never said that. They never said anything. They just went from marketing Starfield, talking about quests, to nothing, and now it's all about Redfall and Mighty Doom. And this is nothing negative against Redfall and Mighty Doom. I'm, I, I'm a huge Doom fan. I've been playing Doom since the original on a Super Nintendo. Uh, Redfall looks great. I love the color palette. The setting looks amazing. I love vampire stuff. And I would probably play that with, with a friend, with my wife. So I'm excited for those games. But I hate to see how they can't mention Redfall or Mighty Doom or anything. Even ZeniMax Online Studios can't talk about ESO, the only game that exists for that studio, without Starfield popping up the majority of the time in the comments. And even my Discord server, which is a pretty positive place, people don't want to hear about Redfall. They don't want to hear yeah, about this yeah. stuff. They want Bethesda to break the silence regarding Starfield. It's, you know, it's like I keep saying, they... They need to read the room. They can't be stubborn when it comes to this kind of stuff because at some point in time, uh, it's going to backfire on them. Yes, Starfield could shadow drop a month from now without any marketing, and it would do amazing because it's Starfield. But it's it, I like the analogy you said about the 800-pound the, the gorilla in the room, right? So, so Bethesda Studio is a zoo. You have giant gorilla screaming, banging its chest around, and the zookeeper is talking about about the the moles or or the the beavers over there like people are focusing on the loud creatures screaming at them they want to know what's up with that but you're not mentioning it you're just gliding around it and hoping it works out it's not going to work out i have many years in marketing i work uh for marketing for a game studio right now even and it's it, i call it shrapnel marketing you, you you can focus 
on the other stuff that people don't want to hear about, but it's going to be extremely less effective because the big thing in the room is going to take priority. So I hope Bethesda at some point can pick up on this. They can realize they need to say something regarding Starfield. My take on this is something's coming soon, right? We heard from a bunch of insiders last week that we should have gotten an announcement last week. That didn't happen. This isn't a avenue or an opening to attack these insiders because we don't know what Andy's information was, Jez's information was. Bethesda is on extreme lockdown mode with leaks and, and that kind of stuff. So likely their sources are from Microsoft. So that being said, you know, it, I forgot where the point I was going with this. That being said, they need to actually say something soon which is which is what i think is happening i think we are going to get a pending announcement very soon for starfield and that's why they've been silent but even then you can't go this you can't go months with this kind of silence because it will harm your other products and you know i i feel bad for arcane i feel bad for eso and the people working on mighty doom because they can't even talk about their game without them getting attacked for something they have absolutely nothing to do with so hopefully bethesda can at least look at this situation and maybe change up their marketing a bit going forward i'm not saying they need to go cyberpunk levels of marketing and drop a new trailer every month and show gameplay but at least have an open line of communication and respect with your community who obviously are anticipating and hype for this game to an almost insane level try to put some fires out a bit by just saying something as simple as we see it we get it it's coming sooner than you may think just be please be patient and check out redfall for the time being that's that's my take on this whole situation you know you bring up a great point uh first of all i want to welcome in uh Scalzi, 600 plus people uh we are we are we are we are walking the razor's edge of breaking records this is the last show of the uh five I, a week that I, that I that i do monday through friday that i added to double barrel gaming's lineup uh it for a while we were a little bit on the edge of whether or not i was going to continue the show because we just weren't seeing the numbers and sometimes it's just not worth it and it turns out that the conversations we've been having people are enjoying the panel and the guests that we bring in um and uh listen folks uh, as of right now we are 83 subs away from uh, 12K. Um, we have, again, 620 people here. I uh, see a lot of new names. If you're not uh, already subscribed, I would ask you consider subscribing to the channel. Uh, I, again, I do this five days a week, Monday through Friday, uh, all different panels, all different topics. But more importantly, we keep it positive. We keep it inclusive. And everyone is welcome here, regardless of what platform. Uh, and uh, I'm hoping that you can help Mrs. Boomstick and I cross another big milestone. 12K is nothing to sneeze at, and with your help, we can get there. But I do want to bring in uh, uh, Crazy Lou Gaming. Uh, look, uh, Scalzi mentioned a lot of really important things, um, and when you look at Arcane, Arcane is putting together a new IP. Uh, they don't miss... Now again, like you know, uh, you know, uh, some of their games I didn't hit for me immediately. Deathloop is one of them. I played it bo on both consoles. I bought it first for the PlayStation Five because they had the exclusive for a year, and then of course I played it on Game Pass when it launched um, late last year. Uh, I I I I enjoyed it. I didn't love it. Uh, I got a, I played maybe what four or five hours, and I was I realized it wasn't for me. Um, Though their next entry in Redfall 
is a boom game uh, for a lot of reasons. One, it's horror, which I love. Uh, it's vampires, which you can. Never, I don't get tired of vampire uh, lore. Uh, I love the fact that it has been compared to uh, F- uh, Far Cry, which is one of my favorite Ubisoft IPs. Uh, I like the fact that this game is going to have different characters. Uh, they did not forget the single-player people like myself who enjoy sitting back with the headphones on in the dark and just going. Uh, if I want to invite people in or I want to play with friends on their on their servers, it's great. But for the most part, because of time, I'm probably going to play it single-player. I like that I can play this at single-player. He made mention specifically as he feels bad for Arcane because right now, the next game, the next big first-party game that has been slated that has a date that looks amazing every time we see it, is Redfall. And I think, and again, this is just my opinion, I think Bethesda's somewhat doing that title a bit of an injustice by holding on to any Starfield information. Because once we have the, the date for Starfield, and we know that it's coming for, you know, Showcase X, Starfield, you know, whatever is going to be there and we get a chance to watch it, it's then going to open the floodgates because fans of Bethesda are going to get excited because the next they got their Starfield fix. We know it's coming in, uh, you know, the, the, the rumor June 29th, right? Oh, yeah, I can't wait for June 29th. But before then, in May, we get a chance to play Redfall. Everyone gets excited to play Redfall because it's the next Bethesda game, and we have Starfield right after. You see, it's something... See, that kind of ideology and that marketing um, is crazy is how we've seen Sony gain the success that they have because, yes, their first-party games are great. Maybe they're not for you. I hear you. But when you pepper in their first party and you hear news on one, it gets the fan base excited for the other. And I think we could see that same type of mentality fall on Redfall. What are your thoughts on when and what they're doing to give us the uh, the the, the um, Bethesda information? Are you expecting it to drop this week? Am I expected to drop Starfield this week? Uh, I don't know. I think it's going to be coming around like probably half of the month or so that they're probably going to drop something on Starfield because really they have to drop something. I mean, we've been waiting for that showcase. It was announced by them. They, were, they said they're going to do their uh, Starfield own showcase. We're still waiting for that, and communication is super important. I mean, they have to announce something. They have to say something sooner or later because, really, everybody's getting desperate, and people want to see more about that game. And not only that, um, something that uh, Scozi said that um, that really has me, like, you know, has me thinking because, yeah, they did a couple videos on YouTube um, talking a little bit about Starfield, and all of a sudden they just, poof, they disappeared which there's nothing wrong to that. They should keep on doing those videos because those videos, even though they're like five minutes or six minutes, they're still interesting. Same thing with Forza, they were Forza Horizon. I mean, Forza Horizon, I think it was every single week they were showing a video talking about the game, the sound, the um, uh, the graphics, the details, all that stuff. You know, they need to keep on doing that. And Starfield started doing that. I was really excited. I was like, man, I'm going to love this because... I love when the, when they did that with Forza because that got me more intrigued into playing Forza. So Starfield, all of a sudden, like Scully said, they just disappeared. I don't know where because they're putting up a big showcase. Okay. But, yeah, you guys need to do it soon. I mean, 
do it ASAP because we are waiting desperately. And I feel bad, like what was going to set up our arcane. I mean, people are jumping with because the, they're waiting for that that Starfield and thing, and and they're not, you know, praising um the Redfall game as, as supposed to be because hey, if you're waiting for Starfield, waiting for Starfield, I, it's gonna come sooner or later, and it has to be soon. It has to be like I said, this month has to come because we're in March, right? Then comes April, then we got May, which is Redfall release date. So I think I'm thinking yes, they gotta they gotta show a publicity on this game right now. They gotta do it in the next month, or if not, they're just gonna get more desperate. And speaking of things, Redfall posted something today that crossplay has been confirmed between Xbox PC Game Pass plus Stream and Epic Game Store. So that's good news nice. for people who are gonna play Redfall in any of the systems. Hey man, we're gonna have crossplay everywhere. That's pretty awesome. I agree. I, I think I think that uh, that opens up again. This is I, I don't I can't say this is going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread. I personally think it is. I yeah. think that this is going to. Then a lot of people are like, well, it's just Left for Dead with vampires. Uh, no, it is not. They have proven that it is not that. Uh, it is its own thing. Uh, I think a lot of people, especially in the multiplayer community, are going to enjoy this game. I think it's going to have a lot of long legs. I think I again for me personally. I love the fact that Arcane has addressed both the single player community as well as the multiplayer community. And this is this is what Xbox does best, right? It has games that allow for single player stories, but it also has a portion for multiplayer. Uh Gears of War, Halo, uh Forza. I know the three pillars. Oh, Gears, Forza, Halo. I know. I I, I get it, but those guys and those IPs do it well. This is another game that's going to fall into that mix that is going to do it well. I cannot wait for this game. I'm very excited. I mean, again, I, for me, this is just speaking for myself, the lack of Starfield information for me doesn't diminish my excitement for Redfall. I cannot wait to play that game. Um, but for a lot of people in the community, they're, they're a bit frustrated, and, and, and I understand why. Uh, Dave, let's get your hot take on this, brother. Um Look, again, it's it's one of those things like the ABK deal. It's not going to go away until it goes away. And the only way you're going to make this, you know, us move on to, uh, you know, a, a different point in time where we can focus on something else is when you give us the information. I'm, I'm again, like many people are frustrated. I think that Bethesda, they have a great marketing team over there. They've always done really well. Um, you know, the longer this thing gets you know, we keep holding and holding and holding. It's it it continues to drive the the, the question mark on whether or not this game is getting delayed to the fall. Uh, Scolzi and I believe that's not the case. It is coming in June. They did say the first twelve months, June thirtieth, is literally the last day that it can fall for their you know their title twelve months uh, package that they gave us at E three. For you, as someone that you know, you you watch marketing. You're in you're in, you're obviously in banking. Marketing is a big big part of that. When do you expect this to drop, and how important is it to drop sooner than later? Well, I think that, I mean, this is strictly a guess. Obviously, um, it would be probably pretty smart of them to drop the showcase uh, soon. Like Skullzy said, like very soon, like maybe in a few days. 
may may maybe you know maybe on the fifteenth. I don't know, just a guess. That'd be a good date to have it drop. But um, you know, but to announce the showcase, you know, I keep refreshing uh, the news page on Xbox, you know, and uh, they like to uh, they like to make those announcements on uh, uh, usually around ten a.m. is usually when they drop uh, uh, information dump. Um, they love it, yeah, uh-huh. yeah and, absolutely. And usually on Tuesdays is when they start. At least that's what they did last Tuesday. They they dropped. So you know, so most likely tomorrow we might hear something. Hopefully we'll hear something, and that's just going to be the showcase. And then the showcase, you know, will be when it is, and hopefully it'll be soon. And then when it, you know, when it happens, you know, we should get. And I believe a lot of people think that at the showcase, there's probably a ninety five percent um belief that we will get uh the release date and the release date you know jazz is pretty he's pretty confident that you know it will be in june now so i don't know not necessarily he knows all but he's pretty he's pretty good at the, his his sources are pretty good at giving him the little tidbits so we'll hopefully that's happened so so i'm just you know by who we watch who we follow that's what I think is going to happen, uh, and we need to happen. We need to happen now, and then and then Scalzi needs to come back on. <laughs> Every time we have another Starfield event, he needs to come back on it. and and uh, be a part of us. I'm just saying, every episode, Scalzi needs to be here. Uh, yeah, listen, uh, he has a, he has a front <laughs> key, uh, so he has a key to the door, mm. king to the palace. You come in, put up your sh- uh, put up your feet, uh, take a Dr Pepper. For me, it's be a ginger ale or a Dr Pepper. I don't drink, so you can hang out anytime you're ready. And we'll even have your beer trimmed if you want. I'll call the barber in for you. Have it tightened up for you. Uh, listen, uh, before we get to Fuzzy on this, because, again, this is one of the situations where I kind of just want Mike Wazowoff or Bethesda specifically to get out in front of it. It, it, it. It's a question that will not go away. Uh, Bethesda is 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 one of my favorite developers. Starfield is going to be, folks. I don't care what side of the aisle you you're hanging out in. It is going to be the biggest game. Now, I know that I haven't seen him here yet. He's listening. The Black Harry Potter. I know. I love you, brother. Hogwarts. I'm four days in, and I'm only 67% done. It's like crack. It's my game of the year. You were right. But Starfield is going to be one of the biggest exclusives for Xbox this year. It, it might actually be, folks, the biggest exclusive in a decade for Microsoft. Like it, it's that big of a deal. It is a big deal for Bethesda, for uh for Todd Howard. It's his babies. We've been talking about this or dreaming about this for decades. Uh it's the first new IP for Bethesda in 25 years. So I know this is going to be big. I know they want to get it right. I cannot wait for it. But before we get to you, Fuzzy, let me catch up on the super chats. And my God, folks, you are I can't thank you enough for them. Honestly, they 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 really do more for the, uh, for this channel than you could possibly realize. As a matter of fact, you see me all lit up and the room all lit up because I bought a new light bar from Logitech. They didn't give it to me. I wish they would have. But yeah, it was a hundred bucks. But it's well worth the money spent. And I can't do that without the help of the community. And yep, there you go, new light bar, and you can see boom and nice shave. I still got I still got to cut the, uh, the the mohawk though. It's a little out of control. But listen. 
Uh, Raiden Blade has been a, a channel member for over a year. Wow, brother. Thank you so much for that. He drops a five pound super chat. He says, I'm a bot, but I don't, uh, but I don't uh, want Xbox, uh, want uh, Xbox to buy take two, go into marketing deal or second party partnership best on Xbox parody content across the board. Yeah. I mean, at this point it's uh, listen, as long as it comes to Xbox game pass, um, I, I mean, I, I will disagree with you to a pinch. I think that uh, a perfect example of uh, well-placed marketing on Zeitgeist IP like Hogwarts is why Sony is up 300 percent, 300 plus percent on PlayStation sales in the month of February. Uh, yes, the console is great. Console is really good piece of hardware. I saw sure but I do really like the dual sense. I like the PlayStation 5 a lot. Um, I don't have anything negative to say about it other than the fact that Mrs. Boom was like, yeah, you got to get that can't stay out because that's just ruining my whole vibe with the living room. And it looked ugly. And she was right. It lo- it's, it's an ugly piece of tech, but it does the job. And it, I kind of I, I do like it. Um, there is something to be said um, about having, um, again, Zeitgeist IP, Spider-Man, right? They have marketing with Star Wars. They have marketing with uh, Hogwarts. Folks, these are legacy IPs. Um, and Sony understands the business. I wish Microsoft would get in on board with uh, doing these things that they used to do back in the days, in the 360 days, where they were dominant. Uh, I think that they need to embrace uh, um, you know, uh, IP that's not theirs. And work with uh, partners to make it seem like, I mean, Scalzi said it literally this morning when he was watching a TV ad with his wife, it said exclusive. And on this fine print, that's the size of a microscope, you know, the microscopic mission. They did that with Red Dead, uh, Red Red Dead Redemption 2, if you folks remember, exclusive. And on the little hat, brown cowboy hat. But everyone thought it was an exclusive to PlayStation 4. I, I actually got into arguments with people. I'm like, no, it's on Xbox. I'm playing it. Oh, you're lying. Boom. It's PlayStation exclusive. It says right here. And people taking pictures. I'm like, yeah, you kind of you gotta blow that up a little bit. You know, use your fingers and just read where it says exclusive cowboy hat. That that's exclusive. But they they know the marketing. It's 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 that's what Sony does. Um we also have here Jonas the dad. What's going on, Jonas? Thank you for joining us. As always, he drops a five dollars chat and says. After the deal closes, I will happily thank PlayStation for the Call of Duty money supplying uh, my, my Game Pass content. Hit that like button. Yeah, indeed. I think everyone's going to be happy about that. And thank you for the channel support. Uh, Brett Bingham drops an additional very generous $5 super chat and says, PlayStation fans uh, be further up Jim Dale Ryan's backside than Cyril... Uh, up the empires uh, in Andor. Wow, that is hilarious, dude. Um, we also have Raiden Blade who uh, drops an additional five, uh, two dollar, a uh, two pound super chat. Xbox should buy all third party studios they work with. I think you're going to see some of that happening after the ABK deal closes. They're going to start. I, I think that you you'll see like maybe IO, uh, maybe an Asobo, uh, maybe an Avalanche, uh, a few other smaller studios. That they're currently working with, maybe you know. Again, this is it's my hope, my prayers to the gaming gods. If you're listening, um, 
that uh, Embracer Group sells back or sells Crystal Dynamics and Eidos Montreal, two studios that are currently working on two monster IPs in Fable and Perfect Dark, I, I think Microsoft should actively try and add them um, because, you know, we saw what they did with Tomb Raider. They uh, licensed out the IP to Amazon for $600 million. They doubled up their profits of the 300 that they spent to get all of these studios, to get all these IPs. And that was just one IP. So smart business uh, going on over Embracer Group. Um, Goku uh, Kakarot, I believe that's how you pronounce it, drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, um, I th- I think even if they said, look, we're not sure exactly when, but uh, because of bug fixing, people would appreciate that. At least we would have some idea. Yeah, I agree there. Raiden Blade uh, dropped a two-pound super chance. I believe SIE held back stock uh, for release of God of War. Oh, 1,000%, dude. There's no doubt about it that they held stock. They pulled a Nintendo. If, if you are someone uh, familiar with the industry, and I used to work for Funko Land a lifetime ago, uh, back in the days before it was GameStop, uh, Nintendo used to play the supply and demand game. Um, they would hold back, especially around the holiday uh, games and consoles. Um, and the way Funkoland used to work back in the days, they couldn't do that now because the price is the price. But the way Funkoland used to work is they would be they would base the price of games based on supply and demand. And I remember selling people uh, Super Nintendo N sixty four games for hundred and fifteen dollars per game because Nintendo was holding back the stock and they were limited. They would get like, you know, 20 copies of X game and they, people would rush to buy it. And because people, they didn't have the stock, it was $115 a title. So I'm not saying that's what Sony did. They did raise their price for the console, which is ridiculous, but they did hold back stock. There's just no doubt about it. Uh, on the bright side, just a very generous $10 super chat and says, I think we're all just sick of Bethesda being coy and resting on its past laurels. At this point, there's no excuse for not posting a release date unless there's planning on a shadow drop, which obviously makes sense. Um, and I think they could do it. They could do a shadow drop, and it would still sell on Steam like it was going out of style. Um, guess who? 107 drops a very generous $10 super chat and says, Yo, Boom and Panel, love your shows. Ah, dude, thank you for that. I very pre- I very much appreciate the, the, the generosity, but of course, the, the, the kind words are awesome. He says, finally got to catch one live. I'm just in a hurry and wait situation with Starfield. Playing through Cyberpunk right now, which looks amazing on the Series X. Definitely keeping me busy. Yeah, Cyberpunk is phenomenal. Uh, we also have Gamer by Choice drops uh, who's been a channel member for over two years. Brother, thank you so much for that. He drops a very generous $10 super chat and says, I am okay if a game is announced and released in the same week with no marketing as long as the game is great. I know I am different than most. I do understand the panel's points of view. Great show. Thank you so much for that. And Raiden Blade drops an additional two-pound super chat and says, release June just after acquiring ABK. Best party ever. Yeah, I agree. And I think uh, I'll say this right now. Uh, if Starfield does go up against Final Fantasy 16, it is going to eat its lunch. 
and then continue to eat its lunch throughout release. I, I think if, if Final Fantasy sells 2 million copies, it'll be lucky to go up against Starfield. I think I think it's going to crush it. Um, hey, Boom. You, yes, you really are on, you're on the point right there. That That is probably... Uh, and I love Final Fantasy. And on 16, I'm looking forward to, to playing it when it comes out. Mm-hmm. But you've got to you got to know the pedigree. you got to know that Starfield is going to have the legs and the longevity of... My my daughter is yesterday was playing Skyrim again, restarted a character and playing it again. She'd been playing it since it came out. So wow, you know, so the it, it's it's going to be that kind of juggernaut as far as the continuation and sales go. So there's there's, I mean, yes, it's Final Fantasy is going to do good. It will do good. It has a big base to 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 go on, you know. But right now they're just focusing on the PlayStation. And then hopefully six months after that they'll put it on PC. It's gonna it's gonna struggle. I, 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 you're I, right. It definitely will. But but there's just no way it's gonna be able to compete, especially in the long run. No, you're right. Starfield. Not gonna happen. Yeah, I, I, I agree. agree. I, I, I think there's something to be said uh about a Bethesda game. Like like when you look at their their pedigree and their history. Specifically in RPGs, which is what they're you know they're known for, uh, this game has so much legs. And again, I, I understand like everyone in the chat. We have over six hundred people here. A lot of people are frustrated because we haven't had the information. And I'm right there with you. I'm a little frustrated myself. I, I want the info. Um, but when you, if, if Final Fantasy is coming out in June, that's a fact. That's that's unless they move out of the way, which I don't think they're going to. Uh, it is going to get curb stomped uh, for a couple of reasons. One, uh, Sony made it a business to lock it down behind the PlayStation 5 as an exclusive from Xbox permanently and from PC for six months. Uh, it is going to get curb stomped uh, by by the juggernaut known as um, Starfield. And, and at this point, I think they should, I think honestly, this is just me, Sony is banking on this being a big PlayStation 5 exclusive, I would specifically wait till June just to launch it. So it's, it's so there's another conversation we're having where people are buying, not buying Final Fantasy 16, not buying PlayStation 5, but they're buying an Xbox Series X or S because Bethesda just launched their first new IP in, in 25 plus years. Uh, I, I I think if, if if that's what they're waiting for, and may, maybe. This is why they're being coy. Maybe they're kind of with, maybe they're holding the cards. Maybe they don't want to show Sony the cards and we're frustrated, but they're doing it for a reason. We'll see. But Fuzzy Belvedere, everyone <laughs> has had great points of view. This has been a solid near 90 minute show. Uh, over 600 people here today, 622 right now, which is fantastic. Let's get your final thoughts on this. Uh, Starfield, where are you? in the conversation are you are, are you more understanding or you're like myself and Skullsy and many people in the chat a bit frustrated with the with the lack of information the coyness if you will <laughs> i'm i'm a bit frustrated but i'm still a marcher and here's a couple of things that i'm i'm kind of wondering because for me i remember the original game plan seemed to be that redfall was going to be before starfield and then yeah. Both games got delayed. So let's assume that timeline was still correct. Uh, you know, Redfall before Starfield. 
But then we heard rumors or rumblings of, you know, uh, Redfall being slightly delayed. So in my mind, that told me that Starfield would be before Redfall, which it's not looking like that's the case. But I'm a bit of that tinfoil hat conspiracy theorist kind of person sometimes. So I'm I'm thinking mm-hmm. this event and it, it, it this is not a knock on Arcane. This is not a knock on Redfall because I'm looking forward to that game. Me being a division stand, I guess you could say, even with Ubisoft completely dropping ball and then kicking it off a cliff. Um, I'm still a Division fan, and Redfall is kind of along those lines for me as far as from what I've seen, just with vampires. So looking forward to it, but it seems different to me as far as flying out, uh, you know, YouTubers and things like that to play the game. Like, it's awesome that they're doing that, but that seems like the type of thing you would do for Starfield. So I'm kind of wondering if... The, the the cover story and I, I joked about this when cover they first story. made mention that there was a you know Redfall event coming up in March. I'm like, well, maybe Redfall is still the focus, but hey, we got one more thing for you after this because it's going to be kind of like behind closed doors. Give the media and some it's, it's the, invite only on top yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah. So with it being an invite only, and you you best believe there are NDAs out the wazoo. Hey, we got one more thing for you. At the end of whatever they were going to show them for Redfall, maybe they get to do some hands-on gameplay. But after all that, here's a glimpse at Starfield. Oh, by the way, it's coming later this month. Or maybe they don't even tell them where it's coming, but at least give them a taste. So that way it's like, hey, you can't talk about it until this said date, but at least you have something that you can write an article or do a video about. And they want to do a different type of marketing for Starfield in that regard where they can have these invite-only personalities do some of the marketing for them. I I can kind of see still see that being the case, but I I would assume that there's still going to be some sort of announcement, especially when there's rumblings. Although if, if PlayStation has taught us anything, there's no such thing as a PlayStation insider. And sometimes it seems like Xbox insiders sometimes either get it wrong or maybe they, they willfully wish things into existence sometimes. But um, I'm, I'm thinking if we don't hear anything Starfield related, even if it's a buzz behind the scenes kind of thing after the Redfall event, then I guess me being a marcher was maybe a mistake. But I, I'm still on course for March 23rd, still being the date. I don't think that they need a lot of time for marketing because unlike Redfall, like Redfall, they're doing a lot of marketing because it is a new IP. It is a, a little bit of a different genre or different look as far as an arcane game as a whole. So getting people, you know, acclimated to it, it makes sense. Starfield, it's it's even though it's a new IP, it's kind of a known quantity. You know, it's going to be this this very ambitious, uh, endearing, you know, RPG. But now in space with all of the things that Todd Howard and that team have learned over the years and probably implemented to the the nth degree. And thanks to Scalzi for a lot of the insight as far as like the visualization things that they've shown in some of the the screenshots and stuff where you can see some of the, the, the enemies or the, the, you know, the fauna and, and stuff like that, as far as how that interacts on a lot of these different places and biomes and so forth. So having that, that history of what Bethesda does in their RPGs, I don't think you need six to eight weeks worth of marketing. Like we already see Starfields on the back of the Xbox boxes that are shipping with the, for the series X now. 
I, I think that's plenty enough for to get people to ask questions about, hey, what's that game that they show on the back of it? And and people were already like it was. I think it. I don't know if it's still a wish list item on Steam, but it was already like it's one still of those, number one. Yeah, still number it, one. Yeah. yeah. So it it it's you don't need the advertising level uh, that you would come to expect for any type of game out there because even though Hi-Fi Rush being a shadow drop was an awesome thing, I, I think Starfield won't necessarily be the quite shadow drop because there's going to be physical copies, which my, my inside theory is that they've already gone gold. They just haven't publicized it because studios don't have to tell you when they go gold. And, you know, considering that there's now placeholders over at GameStop, they only need about four days before they get the shipments to, to be able to, you know, put those on the shelf type of thing. So there's still that time where the physical copies could come in. They could, you know, make an announcement, show the, the, you know, direct and say, Hey, play it next week. Kind of thing. I, I, I think that's a plenty of time at that point because then the stores will have inventory. Most people are digital anyway. Like I think it's 70% of gamers out there are now uh, digital, uh, primarily so in some places it's actually more than that i think in yeah. the uk it's 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 i don't want to say it's close to 100 it's not but it's, so. it's 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 up there dude like it's yeah i think you're right it's close to 90 percent of gamers in those regions eu uk are digital yeah so they don't they don't quite need the preformed eight weeks plus of of marketing yeah. and all that because the way things are now they could pretty much do a turnaround in a week while a lot of things behind the scenes are going and not have to worry about the leaks from like your game stops or your best buys. Oh, we got the boxes and stuff. So, you know, but you know, that's coming soon anyway, but um, yeah, I, I think it's still on track. Frustrated. There's no info, but I think this is going to be kind of like uh Todd Howard Swan song as far as, Hey, he always like, I think that was that interview he did not too long ago where he was like, yeah, I'd like to announce the game. And then a week later, people be able to play it. I think that's kind of telling and maybe we'll, we'll see. So I don't know. I'm still a marcher, so uh, I, I, I'll i be happy if I'm wrong, but even happier <laughs> if I'm right. So can't wait until this game comes out and we get some more info on it. That's all. Yeah, I definitely appreciate uh, everyone's opinion. This has uh, been a great 90 minutes, folks. Uh, let me get to the last couple of Super Chats that popped in here, and then we'll get everyone out of here for your Monday's new uh, episode of the Xbox Lunch Break Special. On the bright side, drops an additional and very generous $5 Super Chat and says, on a positive note, you know Todd probably wants 3-23-23 release date, LOL. I guess we'll find out how persuasive he is in a few weeks. Go Marcher. Oh, we'll, we'll go march, we'll go marchers. Uh, someone actually had DM'd me and said, you know, could you imagine if uh, Starfield dropped on May 4th, may the 4th be with you, and they teamed <laughs> up with Star Wars? Holy matrimony! But they can't because, well, Red Bull is in May, so that's not going to happen. But that would be kind of dope, I have to admit. Um, we also have Tom from Toonami, one of my favorite names in the chat. What's going on, Tom? How you feeling, brother? He drops a $5 of chat and says, Here's the issue. You can be a little trolling and acting like Bethesda does at times, but not a year like 2022. You can't get away with that. Sorry. I mean, yeah, you're right. 100%. Uh, on the bright side, drops an additional $2 super chat and says, the, I think the insider event is all Starfield hashtag NDA. That would be bonkers, bro. Talk about a turnaround. Hey, they sent out these Red Full cards because, you know, obviously – Cold East would put it out there. A couple of people put it out there. They put out a really big Borderlands YouTuber, and he's going, which is kind of cool. 
Um, and it's really for Starfield, that would be bonkers. Uh, mm-hmm. My God, that'd be bonkers. And Gerald Mack, who's been uh, a channel member for one year. Wow, dude, that is that is very kind of you. He has gifted this amazing 600-plus people here. Five, folks. Five Double Barrel Gaming uh, channel subscriptions. Thanks, you. General Mac, thank you so much for the generosity, brother, and the outstanding support. If you are someone that just got a membership to Double Barrel Gaming, please, for the love of Joe, thank Gerald Mack and consider hanging around. Uh, like I said, those 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 channel memberships and the super chats that you saw come in today go. Uh, we tuck those things away um, and we do lots of big giveaways and we have a couple of big ones coming this year. Uh, last year, folks, we were able to give away, if you could believe it, $3,500 worth of gift cards over the course of the 12 months. And we couldn't do that normally without your help. So my wife and I are really, uh, you know, we really steadfast on, you know, taking the money that's given to us, making sure the channel looks and, and smells great, getting the proper lighting, the good cameras, spending the money on the artwork, which I cannot do. Uh, hiring people like Ben Kenobi and Sean Labrie to, you know, refresh the channel that's going to be five years old this November. And uh, then, of course, taking the other monies and putting it back into the community. It's what we do. Uh, We are community first oriented. And uh, listen, we just like giving back. It's what we do. Uh, Listen, let's get to the outros. Uh, Scalzi TV, you knocked it out of the park as always. Please, by by all means, sell your brand. Tell everyone for the best place on anything Bethesda, where they can subscribe to your YouTube channel and more importantly, reach out to you on social media. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for inviting me on again. Always a great time. Uh, awesome time uh, hanging out with the rest of the panel. If you guys are interested in Bethesda Starfield news and other stuff, you can follow me on youtube.com slash or at Skullzy TV over on Twitter. And if if this was a secret Starfield event and I was not invited, my heart will break eternally. But uh, also, if you're interested in uh, Bethesda-style RPGs, I'm working in a game studio with the original creators of the entire Elder Scrolls franchise, Once Lost Games, and we're working on a pretty awesome uh, game called The Wayward Realms. So you could check us out there as well. Appreciate it, as always. Uh, yeah, looking forward to that, dude. I cannot wait to get a, a preview build and see what you guys are doing. Uh, that's going to be very interesting. And like I said, on a... On the, the the mere fact that you're working with, I mean, people that were part of the Elder Scrolls, that's huge. And obviously, they're a passionate bunch. I cannot wait to see what you guys and gals are working on. Uh, oh, as always, uh, Skullsy, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Crazy Lou Gaming, brother, you must be hot as hell with that tinfoil hat on your head. But you know what? You know, listen, it is what it is. We, 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 you know, we, we love you for your craziness. But we got to talk about the Xbox International Podcast because you have a great group of guys over there that do the work each and every week. They get out there that are fun, that are uh, you know that that are appealing to anyone that enjoys fun and uh, and, and community oriented podcasts. Talk about the Xbox International Podcast where they can subscribe because we got to get you past one k immediately, and more importantly. Where can people reach out to you and potentially see, see some of your crazy work that you do? I mean, that sword situation that you did, I was afraid you were going to cut yourself in half. That was a big-ass sword. <laughs> Talk about it. <laughs> no, the good thing that sword needs some sharpening, so it's good. <laughs> That's good stuff. Oh, you can find me on Twitter at Crazy Louie Gaming, where I do all my Good Morning videos and do all sorts of crazy stuff. 
And also, you guys can find me here at noon, Xbox Live Speak Special, hang out with you guys. And last but not least, at the Xbox International Park at 7 p.m. ET with Silent Cypher, Sour Blow, and the Big Plume talking about what's going on weekly on the gaming news. And guys, we're close to 1K. We're yes. 101 a proximity to get there. So please uh, go right yeah, now. We got to push, 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 push. Yes, we got to yeah. push. We got to push. Yeah, do me a favor, brother. Do uh, while you're still here, and while we're still here, drop that link into right. the chat. Uh, let people subscribe. They're 101 away from 1K, folks. Like I said, um, I put it to you this way: I make the plea. If you don't want to sub me, that's fine. We're cool. Go sub those guys over at the Xbox International Podcast. I'll be more than happy to give that sub to them because I work real hard. And hitting 1K for anyone that is a content creator. It is hard. It is very difficult to build and maintain an audience, and they do a great job over there. Please, for the love of Joe, sub them. The link is there. Two clicks. Click the link once. Click the once uh, uh, twice for a sub. And if you're feeling froggy, if you're feeling generous, click the bell icon so every time they go live with their content, you'll be notified. Thank you, Crazy Lou Gaming. And Web Dave, someone else on the hunt for 1K Dave, you do such a great job at your show each and every week. Obviously, now you've added a uh, live content to Sunday evenings with Retri from Game Pass underscore daily. Talk about that. But more importantly, where can people subscribe to your YouTube channel where you do the best one-on-one -on -one interviews and more importantly, reach out to you on social media? Thanks, Boom. I really appreciate it. I just dropped the link in the chat, and also uh, the link is in the description of this video, and thank you for doing that for us. Um, we just dropped a new video uh, for Outbreak Gamers, which was uh, Wilmy Hood. Uh, yes. He's a fascinating cat, I'll tell you He that. is and, raw and uncut. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like it. About, uh, about 10 minutes in, he goes, can we cuss? And he goes, I said, yeah. And then he was like, let it rip. He like, does what he does so well. Yes, he does. He does. He does. <laughs> yeah. Su su super nice guy. Really, uh, you know, you know, good guy and uh, interesting, interesting cat. And he's got a great show uh, that airs uh, as well every, um, uh, I guess, every Sunday, Sunday evening. So, yes. Yeah. yeah. So you definitely want to definitely want to check that out. And uh, it's a lot of fun. And so so check that out. Plus, you know, we did the we did the Sunday's night show and I appreciate you stopping by. Um, I definitely, um, definitely going to be, uh, definitely be hitting up, um, uh, Scalzi, uh, to see if he'll, we'll get him on a gaming console uh, after yes. we get, uh, you know, after we get a little more information, yeah, sure. gaming council would be, will be a good place for you to, to talk. <laughs> I'm I mean, down. what you can say, of course, anyway, thanks boom. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, you got show. it, brother. Love you. And thank you so much for being here as always. And last in no way least, someone that has the best racing genre coverage on YouTube. That is also, folks, on the hunt for 1K. And like I said, I will carry everyone on this broken back across the finish line to get you there. Uh, sell your brand, brother. Talk uh, fuzzy about where they can subscribe to you on YouTube for the best racing uh, information here, there, and everywhere, and more importantly, where can people reach out to you on social media? Uh, it was awesome being on here with you guys. Always, always great talking about games. Always great to have Skullzy on as well. Definitely looking forward to Starfield. Even though I'm a racing fanatic, first and foremost, Starfield is definitely on that uh, most anticipated list. 
But uh, for those that want to hear any of my rambles on anything gaming or any of my rants at times, just follow me on Twitter or YouTube at fuzzy underscore Belvedere. Uh, you can also find me later on tonight on FSP on the Fun Speculation Network or Fun Speculations channel, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time later on this evening. And then right back here on Friday morning on Breakfast with Boom, 10 a.m. Look forward to seeing you guys there. Thank you so much, brother. And of course, a big thank you to the 600 people that tuned in. Please, by all means, uh, Double Barrel Gaming, hit the subscribe button. We are 83 now away from 12K. And please subscribe to everyone here. Skullzy, Crazy Lou, Web Dave, Fuzzy Belvedere. All of their information is in the show notes if you want to re-watch this or you want to do us a favor and get one place to get all of the information. It's there. Click it. Subscribe to everybody. It'd be greatly appreciated. And, of course, I'm going to close out the show with something that's important to me, folks. Hopefully one day it'll be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught me with kids. And he would say, Craig, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, son. I can guarantee you you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. We'll see you next week on the newest episode of the Xbox Lunch Break Special. Hey.